2: Please be advised that Gen X, This Is Why contains adult language. No. No one should have gotten an Emmy for this. Hi, and welcome to Gen X, This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in the wonderful year of 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Guys, I'm still sick. Amy's still sick. I mean, to be fair, (laughs) we're recording this well ahead of time. So God, I hope you're not still sick by the time this airs. Yeah, I want to thank everyone for their patience, letting us take off the week of Christmas and New Year's. Um, We were going to have to like record six episodes in a day (laughs) or two. Amy was losing her mind. Because she was si- she was sick, she couldn't talk, and then I'm going to be traveling. Actually, I'm probably traveling when this airs. Um, this is going to air January 9th. Oh, it's the day I come back. hmm It's so weird when we're, like, recording for the future. Yeah. So Jenny's, um, so so Jenny's Amy was ass pre- is going to be on a beach in Spain somewhere. Amy was losing her mind over it, so. Yeah, I was losing my mind, so, you yeah. know, patreons if you're paying for this shit your schedule is not going to be affected you'll still get your <laughs> top shelf quality premium content of rock of love and my so-called life well and i feel like this is like a perfect end to the little house like we're just mm. slogging on at like season nine it's getting worse and worse and worse yeah yeah i kind of agree Jen, big news in the archer house the girls Got their driver's permits today. Oh, my God. No, I'm not getting in a car with them. No way. Yep, They are going to be driving. Oh, God. I know. And they do it so differently now in Pennsylvania. We've talked about this. Like, now they need six months of training and 65 logged hours, and it's, it's crap. Good, because yeah. we just got in a car, and that was stupid. Yeah, it was real dumb. Let me tell you guys what else was adding to my stress. So we're recording this December 23rd. I was going to host dinner tomorrow. I canceled that. Scratch that. Okay. Is, is it can- Wait, is dinner canceled? You're the only one coming. Dad. Dad's not coming? No. Are you kidding me? No, he's going to come up on Christmas Day just to exchange gifts. Okay. Yeah, mom's going to come. Mom's going to come. Okay. You know, typical hierarchy of motherhood. She doesn't give a shit about her own life. Right. Um and <laughs> Dad is gonna pop in on Christmas Day. Okay. Okay. So what has thrown a real wrench into things is we're in the bomb cyclone. Oh, I know. It's like right now it's so funny because <laughs> I was coming to the studio to record today and I'm I have friends who are in Boston. They're already in these temperatures. Like they're they're it's home crazy. For, they're already it's like four degrees and I'm like, so I put out <laughs> I put on, like, this crazy, like, what's it called? A gator that's, like, all warm and, like, hat. And, like, I put on my, like, down coat and I have a sweatshirt on. And I walk outside. I'm in New York City. It's 42 degrees. Yeah. It's, like, super warm. (laughs) It's not cold. I guess tonight it's going to get cold here. Well, here's what's happening here. I woke up this morning. It was raining 45, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm like, quick, girls. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go get our permit. Let's go take your test. Did that... Literally, within an hour of getting home, it is now twenty two degrees snowing, and within the next few hours, it's gonna be like one degree. Wow, so it's gonna drop forty degrees in the span of like five hours. So tomorrow's still okay, you think? I think you're gonna be fine tomorrow, okay like they're not cold it's gonna be cold, but there's but, no per- yeah. no precipitation, and it's not cold it's not warm enough for anything to melt right. Yeah, so I, like, I won't be hitting the area till about 1 o'clock, so I think I should be okay. I think you'll be fine. So yeah, it's just going to be like a, a chill Christmas. I did make the cookies. Wait, you did this to just play the video game? We're just going to play the video game and eat cookies. Are you on board? Oh, God. That's just what I need right before I go to Spain is to like, put on another 10 pounds. Uh, okay. We don't buy into diet culture on this show. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, eat, uh, how's eat all that diet culture? Eat all the cookies it's you want. It's factual. Eat all the cookies you oh, want. Oh, I, I fully intend to. I'm just saying what the consequences are going to be. I literally could not eat the last couple days because it's pointless. I can't taste anything. I can't, you know, whatever. You know how it is when you're clogged up, you can't taste. Yeah. So I've dropped like six or seven pounds. <laughs> so I just think I made room for the cookies. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now I'm going to fill that space with cookies. All right, Jenny, let's get into this shit show. Guys, this is, we're going to cover Little House on the Prairie, Season 9, Episode 16, Home Again, Part 1. We have broken this episode. We didn't break it into two. Um, It originally aired as two parts. But on Amazon, it is one episode. But it is an hour and a half. So you're going to have Part 1, and next week you'll have Part 2. Well, and it's clear clear where it's broken. Like, it clearly was two episodes, if you watch it. What gave it away? The ending credits in the middle of the episode? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, uh, Jenny, why don't you read us a description? I don't know. Do they have descriptions of two parts? It just says Charles is forced to address Albert's recent criminal behavior. The two of them take a trip back to Walnut Grove. And Charles is hopeful that he'll experience, that the experience will straighten out his son. little scared straight from Pa, who it was... Lovely to see, might I add. Oh, I knew you were going to be going crazy about this. Yeah, um, not not digging the gray. No, no. Mm -mm. Are you being ageist? I thought we weren't ageist. No, because I really enjoy a nice silver. But I feel like he's he's a puffy gray. It looks super dry too. Like he needs to get some oil in that hair. Yeah, it looks like it's been in his basement with all the Marlboro smoke. Yeah, it's probably a little yellow. Yeah. It's got a yellow tint. Jenny, we open on Charles and we get a glimpse of his little retail job. Yes. There's some continuity. Were you excited? I was so excited. His boss, though, is a real dick bag, and he immediately starts hassling Charles about not upselling some rich dude. <laughs> yeah. Jen, do you greedy... remember the upsell? Oh, and the greedy, the greedy salesman trope in the little house is like a thing. Yeah. The greedy capitalist. Guys, again, I'm just going to apologize for my voice. You know, I'm just trying to get through. So, Mr. Janes wants Charles to stay late tonight and press some clothes. And Charles is like, dude, I work late every night. Come on. I want to go home to my wife, who we never see again. Who oh, we never see. No. Like, what the hell? No. I guess her, well, we, well, we know the whole story about this. She's not yes. season nine. No. But it's like super weird. I don't know how else they would have done it, though. To just be referring to her all the time and like we never see her. It's so stupid. They couldn't they sh- recast her. They couldn't recast her. They shouldn't have had these scenes in the city. They should have just like kind of cut to like they're going to Walnut Grove. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like maybe there's some flashback or something about Albert stealing, or there's some conversation that we know why they're back in Walnut Grove. Because I mean, like I get- then it's like she's not there. She's not in town. So it's like, okay, that I can believe. I mean, I get writing Mary off. I get that. 100%. Whatever. But Carolyn? Come on. Could they should so, have just been like, they got a divorce. And <laughs> explained any further than that. No, no way. So later, a cop knocks on the door. Turns out Albert has been caught stealing again with the Morgan Boys. Been caught stealing. One of my favorite songs by Jane's Addiction. You can't say that phrase without singing it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The cop tells Charles, this is Albert's third time, can't get him out of it this time, dude. Nope, not going to happen. Charles tells Mr. James, like, I have to go, it's an emergency, I'll come in early tomorrow, I'll finish this. Jenny, one of our grandfathers was a presser in a garment oh, really? factory. Yes, Grandpa hmm. B. Hmm. So he was a an ironer. Did you like how dressed up Charles was? Charles looked really good. You know me, though. I prefer him shirtless, if possible. Oh, gosh. Uh, But, you know, I'll take the, like, rickety little farm clothes any day over this. Whatever. So, Mr. James is like, if you fucking leave here, dude, you're done. You're going to lose this precious retail job. (laughs) And Charles is like, goodbye, and walks out the door. (laughs) Now we see a very active jail. Did you notice that? The police station's like crazy. Wow! This, like, is, like, this is like just like Brooklyn Central lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> there's tons of kids and parents in there. Like parents looking disappointingly at their children, children yeah. like crying. I don't know what's happening. Charles finds the arresting officer. Let me know, Jenny, if I'm gasping. Like if you hear me wheezing or gasping. What? what? I, <laughs> I can't hear my own breathing. Wow. Okay. So okay. Char- <laughs> what the. I have to tell you, at night when I'm laying there, I hear this, like, voice emanating from my lungs, and it's like, ooh,
0: ooh. All I'm right. Like,
2: oh what the God. fuck? I don't think I want this disease. I think I'm possessed by something. Okay. So Charles finds the arresting officer, and they're like, Albert needs to go to a workhouse for three to five Damn, years. a workhouse. Doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound good. Is that like going to the colonies in The Handmaid's Tale, like where you just go clam toxic sludge and you die? Probably. Or like the British Empire. I have more on that later. <laughs> Charles says, What if I could get the shopkeeper to not press charges? And the cop's like, Your son is never going to change, dude. He's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Charles says, No, he has changed when we came to the city. It's the city is so bad. Da, da, da. Now we see Charles heading over to Gibson's and he's gonna beg for this dude's leniency. Dude does not want to give in, and Charles manhandles him. Like I was waiting, how long before Charles manhandles something? <laughs> it's like, yo, bro. And then there's suddenly thunder. There's well, thunder train. Yeah. And Charles grabs him and is like, You're talking about my son. My son. Yes, Jenny. This is such overdramatic garbage written by directed <laughs> by Michael Landon. He's Trying for that Emmy. Did he ever get an Emmy for this? Uh no, but I know people are like, Albert should have got an Emmy for this. Eh, no, no, no one should have gotten no. an Emmy for this. Now they're BFFs. Like because the guy's like, oh, this this dude's. No, wait, crazy. hold on. Before we get there though, he's you're talking about my son, you're talking about my son. He tears no. up, loves story music, Casio <laughs> keyboard comes in, and then he whispers, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he walks. <laughs> so away. bad. It's garbage. It's and dude, so bad. Dude's like, hold up. Come on in. Let's Come have a cup in. of coffee. Because it's dark out and we're getting ready for bed. Let's have some coffee. Yeah. All right. So as they sit and get to know one another, Charles tells this dude, the city has been a huge disaster. No, no, no. No. So Charles is crying and talking about his small town. And I just have to say, if you can make it here, you'll make it anywhere. Charles, it's up to you. <laughs> Where is he? I you would like swear in like he's eye? in, like, fucking New York City. He's in Sleepy Eye, I think. Oh, Jesus. Or maybe in Minnesota? I don't know. Minneapolis? Oh, Minneapolis. They told us. I just forget where. I don't they're know. not in Chicago, though. No, they're not. They're not. Okay. So, not like Chicago looks like this, but whatever. So, dude is like, can you go back home and get your kid out of the city and away from these bad influences? And Charles is like, I can't because... Unlike the last 10 times I emotionally blackmailed my family, I actually sold the farm this time. <laughs> and my daughters have started school here, and my wife likes it here. Daughters? like, just, do, do they still have Carrie? <laughs> yeah. You think they just gave her away? Yeah. They have Grace. Little baby oh, Grace. Right. How about Grace. So, so dude ask And they have those family- adopted kids. Oh, yeah. James and Cassandra. So they move. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. They moved like five kids to the city and somehow this is easier than earning a living in Walnut Grove. Yeah, and I thought money was no option in Walnut Grove. (laughs) Money was no obstacle. Did I say that right? Obstacle. You didn't say it right. I'm on the real drugs, the stuff you get from behind the counter. You mean like Clarendon D? (laughs) No, like the... um, Sudafed you get from behind the counter, yeah, with the good the D, stuff in it, with the D. yeah, like yeah. the meth level cough medicine. More on that later. That's what I'm on. So, dude is like, do you have family there he can live with? Okay, now I'm gonna do my best here. <laughs> hey,
1: everybody, I'm the last
2: option, <laughs> the dead last option, I'm everybody's final option. Charles is like, I have a daughter and a son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> And Charles tears up and he's like, I don't want him to live away from us. And this dude is like, if he keeps robbing, he's going to be living away from you anyway. And Charles is kind of like, workhouse, Almanzo. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now at home, Albert is sitting in the dark staring at a wall. He's such a douchebag in this. Oh, my God. Charles tells him, look, dude, we've decided we're bringing you back to Walnut Grove. And Albert's like, I don't want to go. couple of things here. A, why does he just take off? I mean, he lived alone when he was six. Like, he can't take care of himself now. Yeah, that's true.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's like a fucking adult. Like, how old is this guy? Like, 27? Don't even get me started on how old him and Willie are. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles tells them, Charles tells him, look, if you don't go with me, I'm going to go back down to Gibbons and insist he press charges. Yeah, that was a good move. And he's like, I will not sit back. And let you, now I just want to say this is a statement every parent feels in their bones. I will not sit back and let you ruin my life, your mother's <laughs> life, or your own. You're hurting all of us, and I'm not going to deal with it. And I just wrote, Carolyn must have a bomb ass job wherever she is because he could just quit his and take a week or two and go to Walnut Grove. Apparently. Now we have a throwaway scene with Harriet and Edwards fighting over Willie chewing tobacco. <laughs> stupid. So stupid. Laura is there as is Matthew, Edward's new deaf son. Did you see him? Where did he come from? So we skipped the episode, but he, Edwards adopted him. Okay. He like, I don't know. I'm making this up. He came to town with the circus or something. (laughs) I feel like you're totally making this up. (laughs) And Edward stole him. Okay. Edward's abducted a deaf kid from the circus. That's, that's what you're going with. I guess. Well, I'm impressed that Laura knows sign language and Braille. She's like the ADA's dream here. Laura's a teacher. She knows everything. Okay. No, and then she married Manly? That was a misstep. (laughs) That was a giant misstep. (laughs) So Laura gets a phone call from Charles. Like, here's an example. Ma could have called her. Right. That would have been a good place to put Ma. And then, like, said your dad's already on his way. Yeah, that would have been mm-hmm. a good place to at least put some kind of interaction with Carolyn in. Now, later that night, she and hey, everybody, are in bed eating popcorn. I and love to eat bed popcorn in a bed. I'm angry because you know we had a scene with Charles and Ma eating popcorn in like season two. Eating in popcorn in bed is a thing. And it brings me back to those days, and I'm angry that I have to watch this trash. <laughs> right. We should have watched it backwards. Like oh Benjamin Button, this, this series. Hey, everybody says, oh, wait, Laura's upset because she's like, Pa has always been so strong, but he sounded broken. He sounded lost. And hey, everybody says, Boy go are rough periods. Like, when, like this when they're growing up. And Laura's like, did you? And he's like, well, not really, but I was a farm boy and that was different. Hey, everybody, I didn't grow up yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more the case. I think there's a lot of like arrested development in Walnut Grove. I think that's all we're gonna have of pay hey, everybody's voice today. Cause that, Amy least, that can't, hurts. Are you devastated? You can't do a monthless voice. <laughs> <laughs> so well, let me Laura tell you says, everyone. Amy couldn't talk for days. Nobody heard Even from though, me for days. I don't know. Mom said she heard from you a lot. No, she didn't. Texting. Hmm. Cause I was texting her saying I can't talk. Here's all the drama <laughs> that's going on. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> So Laura's like, I can't believe Albert. He was such a nerd and so great. What the fuck happened? And I just wrote the evil big city got him, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. The evil big city always had Albert though. He already yes, has. He always did. had one foot in. True. Charles and Albert arrive and Albert is moping. He's like every teenager on an all expenses paid vacation. Yeah. I'm like, like how can you tell kid- if your kid's addicted to drugs? Like, cause they just all act like this. Like, my kid in Virginia Beach, who moped the entire time and didn't want to be there. Like, sorry, I'm giving you a beach vacation. Right. Yeah. All right. Now we And have then you whole... wonder why I don't want them to come to my house. We have a whole scene about the stage coach being late. Stupid. Uh, one thing I have to say is, Laura goes into the hotel with the baby. Baby uh-huh. Rose, Jen, your favorite actress. I know. She's amazing. She sits on the chair unattended. They, she puts her on the chair and turns around and every mother watching this went, oh, because no, that kid not Baby could Rose. just have flopped right over. No, not Baby Rose. Not Thank happen. God Hester Sue was there. I feel like Hester Sue would have caught it. I don't know. She was opening the cabinet with some slick moves. So Paul shows up and acts like he hasn't seen Baby Rose in three years, but there's like, it's only been a year and a half. No, well, Baby Rose is not three years old. No, time means yeah. nothing here. And I just wrote, there's no way that Carolyn would have missed this trip. No, there's no way. I'm not buying this at all. But unlike the days when she had nerd Mary, who is she gonna leave in charge of those kids at home? You know what he could have done? He could have like shot a whole thing, like got a body double that has like, you know, like kind of the same height and everything as Ma and just like always had her like from the from behind, like with oh, her bonnet like covering her face. <laughs> I think that would have been worse. (laughs) That would have been way worse, but I don't put a pass down. Ask mom about watching what finally got mom to turn off Bold and the Beautiful for the first time in 30 years. Oh, God. Was during the pandemic, they were making out with mannequins. No. Yes. Ew. Yes. Yes. Laura comes out of the restaurant. She hugs Albert and he's stiff as a board. And I feel like this is Jenny when I give her a hug. Yeah. At any time. Exactly. But I'm like like, this consistently, but I'm like this consistently. That's true. You're not up and Albert's, Albert's acting like a maniac. Mm -hmm. At dinner that night, I want to do his voice so bad and I can't. Hey, everybody reveals that he bought a lame horse. (laughs) Do it. Do it. I'm not going to. Is this like, We (laughs) we won't get a second episode if I keep doing his voice. Is this like, is this like when you bought the busted up car for your kids? Oh my God. When I was going to, I didn't. But Jenny, he just burns money, this motherfucker. Like now he's buying lame horses. Uh, Like, for what? What can you even do with a lame horse? Charles is like, this is a big risk, dude. (laughs) And hey, everybody's like, I got this. It's fine. Albert's like moping and he can't eat and he snaps at Charles. And Charles looks at me. He's like, don't you raise your voice to me. Yeah. It's tense. Just then, Baker shows up, and while he's there, he wants to go see the lame horse. So everybody leaves except Albert, who immediately goes into Doc Baker's bag and takes like 10 packs of morphine. (laughs) Doc Baker apparently just carries around piles of morphine with him. Guess so. Cut to the hotel room later that night, and Albert is dying laughing. He's high as a motherfucking kite. Oh, my God, about Duncan Nancy at the fair. He is dying laughing. (laughs) Pa has no clue that he's high. High as a kite. This is why parents have to have some experience with drugs. (laughs) Yes, yes. I would know immediately what was going on. I would know immediately. Mom would not know. Nope, she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't. I'd be like, what are you on right now? Because I know you on 100%. 100%. So he's dying laughing, which I did not like this energy at all. I prefer no, the thing to this. But it's that, like, it's that I'm a, like I'm a crazy high addictive person energy. Yeah.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness.
2: I'm still not suspicious at all. Mm-mm. The next morning, Albert is starting school. Like, this is what I'm talking about. They just slip in and out of these lives. Charles is working at the mill. <clears throat> Suddenly I feel there's like an open position. This reminded me, I know, like, why couldn't he just be working there the whole time? Anyway, this reminded me of, like, do you remember when you would, I don't know if you did this, but I did this when I was away at college. I would come back for, like, Christmas or, um, you know, and I'd work for, like, a week at Sears. Yeah. Where I hadn't worked for, like, a year. Yeah. And, like, it would just come right back to you, like, riding a bike. That's different because we were making really good money. Yeah, because it was commission. I, they probably don't have any commission sales anymore. I no. Bet. Jenny, I'm wondering if Charles made good money at the mill. He must have. Oh, not good enough, apparently. I don't know. There, there's a lot of problems here. Charles is talking to Edwards, and he's telling him how worried he is about Almanzo. And Charles says, "I don't know where I went wrong. I mean, he was fine. I mean, no, you know, he's talking I worked... about Albert, not Almanzo. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh God, Almanzo. Oh, I'm God. like, what? Hey, everybody, <laughs> I can't do it. So he's like, I don't know where I went wrong. Like, yeah, I worked late sometimes, but you know, I spent the time with them that I could. And Edward says, we raise kids all wrong. The minute they get big enough to work, we should retire and let them take over. Jen, thoughts on Mr. Edwards? Yeah." A hundred percent. I love how Edwards talking about how hard, how all the hard work and worry it takes to bring up youngins. Where the fuck are your kids, Edwards? I know. Come on. Where the fuck? And can we discuss that? I think Charles has red eye makeup on. Red eye makeup. Yeah. He has like these lines under like in the bottom of his eyes. They're like super red. Oh, boy. or he's on drugs. I don't know. Listen, maybe Edwards is like, it was too hard. And I peaced out. <laughs> yeah. But you can't do that after you have kids. Well, here's my, here's my question. So say this happened. Say dad quit working when you were 25 and you were working at guys. Okay. Your first like real job. Who's going to support dad? Not me. Exactly. <laughs> so who's supporting these people? I mean, as long as so you now Social your... security's going to start at 20 or 45. I think, I think as long as you can support yourself, like you shouldn't have to worry about other people. Like I just, yeah. you know, as long as our parents could support themselves in retirement, that's that's it. I don't I don't need them to support me or leave anything for me. Just take care of yourself. There's no way Edwards is going to be re- able to retire at 45 and take care of himself. People don't forget people died much younger these days. That's true. And like social were, security was not even around. No, it wasn't a thing till till the new deal, aim. Eh? Till the new deal. So Charles says, "I'm at a point where I think I've lost him and I felt this. Like, I have to admit, I teared up with oh, this God, whole thing. Like, I felt this with every every fiber of my being. He's like, I just don't. Like, there is a point where you lose control over your kids. Where you're oh, just God. like. Amy is feeling this, like, hard I don't know right what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, like, he's looking at the school. He's like, I don't know if he's going to leave or stay. I don't know if he's going to be up or down. You'd think Edwards would have been like, is he on something? Yeah, Edwards should know. Mm-hmm. He says, I feel guilty because sometimes I wish he would just go away and never come back. <laughs> do you feel seen? I think we all need that on a t-shirt. Every parent. <laughs> and he just wrote, "This shit," is, or he said, this shit is exhausting. I'm tired of it. He's like, we just need peace. We just need peace. And if it means never seeing him again, that's what we have to do. Now, Jenny, do you think he would feel this way about his birth children do you think he's just being a dick because albert's adopted or do you think charles sees albert as his real son no i think he sees him as his real son otherwise he would have peaced out long ago yeah i do too so this that was a tough speech i felt really bad (laughs) then we go into an even more difficult scene where math is happening At school, And there's a lot of carrying numbers. I don't know what the fuck is happening here. This is how we did math. This is not that new system. Whatever. Some dork is nailing it. Some little Jenny is just like, eh, the answer's 75. You can't do something that adds up to 75 in your head? (laughs) Then we see little Jason's junior.
0: He gets up, Jen,
2: and he's faking that he can't see anything. This kid, the younger sibling energy of this kid... Is He's amazing. He's like my new favorite star. He is the biggest dork in the world. <laughs> I was taking notes last night, and I was like downstairs, and I can't really see because I'm having colds in both of my eyes. So I'm like, "What's trying... a cold in your eye mean? A cold in your eye is when your eye gets all gooky and red." Oh lord, okay, yeah, it's gross, guys. I'm just Do you gross. Have... Do you have pink eye too? I don't no. know if I want to come in. No, I don't have pink eye, but. My notes just go in all caps for like sentences at a time, and then back to regular, so it looks like I'm screaming. <laughs> so outside of recess, it's like outside at recess. Willie asks Albert to play baseball, <laughs> and Albert's all moody and he's being a dick. And then we see, and Willie's like, "What the hell, dude? We're in our thirties. Don't you like no, playing but, baseball?" At me. Well, first of all, can we discuss the kid, like like that that younger kid, Jason? Is that his name? Jason's junior jason's jr when he's like i can't see it i can't see it i feel like that's like when i get like new hair products like i'll put you know like you get like a new shampoo or like a fancy like hair gel or something yeah i'll put on my fucking glasses my reading glasses which Mm -hmm. are two i mean they're not like a four but they are two and that's plenty to read this type is so small i still can't see it i'm like i need a magnifying glass for this i don't know what this is wow Okay. I'm going to borrow a line from Aaron Martin here and say this is like old ladies in their corns corner that we're talking here. I can't see anything. I'm getting too <laughs> I'm corns old. corns on my feet. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Jason's junior, Willie, and Jeb are playing baseball. And Albert sneaks in the back and gets some morphine in his system. Now he's all better. He comes around. He's like, I'll fucking play. I'll fucking play. This was hilarious. It was hilarious. He strikes out one, two, three. Jeb is the pitcher. Jeb's laughing. He's like, I thought you said this fucking idiot could hit. I mean, everyone's been in this position. Not usually in school in like sixth grade. But, you know, you're at your bar and you're like, I can arm wrestle. Oh, yeah. I've been there with Timmy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, so Albert sucks, strikes out. Jeb is laughing in his face. Albert literally falls on the ground. Yep. Now, back in class, Albert is sleeping. Wait, the, wait, the scene with Albert <laughs> falling to the ground, that was, like, very Tarantino. It was, like, slow motion. Like, the, yes. the pitch coming out yes. of him slow <laughs> Yes. It's <laughs> so crazy. Michael Landon pulled out all the stops for this one. He really did, yeah. I think he considers this, like, his... He's going strong for that Emmy, like Would it be a strong. Magnus Opus? I don't know. You're the English major. Magnum Opus? You guys know what I mean. His seminal work. So, all right. He's <laughs> he's sleeping, and I just wrote, does this mean he's coming down? Do you come down from morphine? I have an index card. Oh, thank God. Set me straight on morphine, just Well, I mean... It's, Doc Baker does the index card on this later, but oh, like okay. on the actual addiction. We we, and... we prefer you. By the way, <laughs> speaking of Doc Baker, let me just get this out of the way. Megan, with your Amy being sick in bed gift with <laughs> uh, Doc Baker looking over me. Genius. That was Thank epic. You. That was epic. I loved that. Um, So I just, I did a more broad index card versus like the symptoms of opium addiction because because baker does go over that later um how did opium come to the united states in the 19th century so this is interesting i think morphine and other opiates heroin etc trace their origins back to a single plant the opium poppy cultivation of the plant dates back to the earliest years of human civilization and opium use was known in ancient mesopotamia It has been used as medicine, recreation, and recreation for centuries. Morphine became widely used as a pain reliever in the 1800s, as was heroin, before doctors realized it was so addictive. Oops. Yes. Like, the story is old as time, literally. It's happening again. Oh, I know. The ancient societies used it to help people sleep. Why doesn't everyone just realize anything with an opium in it is addictive? Okay, hold on. It's not happening in the same way again, because now doctors know, and they're they're still still doing it. it. Well, drug companies knew. Some doctors Mm -hmm. knew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people don't know this. Watch Dope Sick, everybody. Watch it. The ancient societies used it to help people sleep, relieve relieve pain, and even to calm crying children. Oh, my God. That'd be (laughs) glorious. So what I found interesting, though, was the opium wars situation. So Mm. fast forward. Let me fast forward. Um, when thousands of Chinese came to America to work on the railroads during the 19, or 1849 gold rush, they brought with them opium dens. Opened all over California by 1870s, opium smoking had become a popular habit for Americans. San Francisco attempted to legislate it, make it a misdemeanor. The opiate problem is believed to be one of the factors leading to the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, a 10-year moratorium on Chinese immigration. So... Keep that in mind, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they blame the Chinese for this, bringing it to America. Same thing Long happened st- with Mexicans and marijuana. That's why. Marijuana Long story was short, here. right? They blamed, mm-hmm. but here, here's what happened. So during the Opium Wars in seventeen in the seventeen hundreds, the British Empire, which mm. you mostly have to blame for almost everything,
1: mm-hmm.
2: conquered a major poppy growing region in India. Rather than squash it, because people were becoming addicted to opium. They smuggled it into China through the East India Company. They mm. used the very lucrative trade to buy tea, silk, porcelain, other luxury goods from China and send them back to Europe. As a result, opium, opium addiction rose steeply in China. The Qing dynasty attempted to curb the havoc by outlawing importing and cultivation. That's when wars broke out over this. So the the British fought the Chinese because the Chinese we're trying to deal with an like an an insanely widespread opiate problem, mm-hmm. and like like shut down the havoc in their country and get people off of opium. Yeah, and the British fought a war with them to keep that going. <laughs> there were two wars over it, both won by the British, and the second one, the French joined in on the British side. Jenny, that is not the most important war the British have ever fought. No, what about but Meghan it's... Merkel and and Jeremy oh Clarkson. My God we'll get to that but the most europeans were against these wars like so the british back home were like this is villainous this is immoral like they were extremely unpopular yeah can you believe they did that yes i mean i believe anything you tell me about the british empire but that's nuts like could you imagine if that happened now i mean i'm sure it does i don't know i mean i have just become so jaded i i would believe it today like look at what the sackler family did to keep opioid addiction going in this country and they're still doing it yeah morphine so uh, back to now morphine is the active narcotic ingredient ingredient in opium when isolated in its purest form it's 10 times stronger than opium morphine was used as a painkiller during the civil war so like it got brought to the country like in the 1840s during the civil war widely used as a painkiller 400,000 soldiers became addicted. Oh, like, what's his name? A soldier's Graham. return. Graham. Graham. Today, I think this article is from like 2020, an estimated 2.1 million people are addicted to prescription opiates and painkillers. 467,000 Americans are addicted to heroin. 26 to 36 million worldwide are believed to be addicted to some kind of opiate. So this is a, this is a problem that's been with us since the beginning of time. Do you know where Mesopotamia was, Anne? Eh? No. It's in modern-day Iraq. Between um, the Tigris and Euphrates Rivers. I think I just feel rivers. like... I don't know. I just want to punch everybody in the face when I hear about this. All right. Well, on that note, okay. end of index card. Thank you. That was actually, like, decent. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. So after school, Albert is detained, and he tells Mrs. Plum he was just tired. And she's like, this is weird. You were up after lunch. Now you're down. And he's like, to be fair, I'm 37. I needed a nap after (laughs) all
1: that work. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Now Willie waits for him outside the schoolhouse. (laughs) Willie. I think we get a little, like, insight into what's going on with Willie and why he's 37 and still in school. Willie is, I don't know. So, Willie waits for him. Together, they head over the mercantile. Wait, because Willie's hooked on sour balls. Yes. And he wants his gang to have a clubhouse. (laughs) I'm getting there. Meanwhile, Albert's doing morphine and robbing stores. Albert tells Willie he misses the city where he had a gang. And Willie's like, do you have your own clubhouse? And Albert's like, no, five-year-old. We didn't. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's like 46 going on five. (laughs) And Albert's like, dude, I was like. Doing morphine and Robin stores. Although one could argue Willie's banging Laura. No, he's not. That's kind of, you know. So Harriet comes in and she insinuates that Carolyn and Charles must be breaking up because Carolyn's not attached to her man. No, she just didn't get her contract. So just then a convenient shipment of medical supplies comes in. And Albert offers to run it over to Doc Baker for everybody. Yeah, I'll take care of this. And Albert, we see him take it. He runs over to the hotel, shoves it in his closet, goes downstairs and gets some powdered sugar. Yep. End of episode, Jen. Jenny, whose fault is this? It's Pa's fault. Why is it Pa's fault? Because what the fuck is he doing? Uprooting everybody, moving them to the city. Like, what was that about? He could have just worked at the mill like he was yesterday. Like, it makes no sense that he left. No one else had to leave. So, like, it's not like... There was like a great depression or something like he, there was no I'm gonna giant. Go a step further. I'm going to go a step further and say, this is Michael Landon's fault. <laughs> sure. Okay. Cause Fair. season nine should not have happened. Oh God. It's so bad. I don't even know if season eight or seven should have happened. I agree. I feel like the first six were pretty solid. The minute, Hey, everybody shows up. Okay. Jump the shark. Mm, yeah. Um, At the end of every episode, we look back on theme or lesson, something we take from the rewatch, talk about how it affected us. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this? This is why I had no kids. When I see stuff like this, Charles, like, you know, 60 years old, crying because he's exhausted from, like, dealing with these kids, I'm like, right decision. Okay, well, it's interesting because my why is directly related to that. <laughs> my why is this is why having kids is a real choice. <laughs> because you could do everything right and still shit goes wrong. That's the thing that's so terrifying. And you really need to prepare yourself for that and factor it into your decision because this isn't for the week. Your shit could <laughs> still go totally wrong. Like, yes. like, you know, most situations, not all, but like. You know, you do a job, you do it well, mm-hmm. you get some raises. It might not always be fair, but, like, generally it is for most people. Maybe not everybody. But, like, you know, like, there's there's a sense of, like, if I do this thing, if I take care of my house, it will, like, be clean and, it, mm-hmm. you know, things will be fixed and it will keep its value. And if I take care of my car, not true with kids. I could no. just totally go off the rails for no fucking reason whatsoever. Yes, 100%. It's It's just something, like, you really, you know – Whenever my kids get into trouble, and we've had some spats where, you know, they've gotten into trouble, and I will always say to them, like, this is the hard part. Like, loving you through this is...
0: Oh, you know, yeah. The teenage that's...
2: years are fucking brutal. Right. And you just have to to say, like, I'm going to love you through this. And it's, like, sometimes Aime, we the do... hardest thing. All right, aim pick pick one. For the next two years of your life, 10 infants or 215 year olds. 10 infants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Amy like with 10 infants. <laughs> At least I can control them. <laughs> can you though? Oh my god, it's awful. I also have this is why you shouldn't judge parents based on the behavior of their children. Like we have a real tendency in this country to be no. like oh, if that kid's out robbing, the parents must be scumbags or not care about them. That's right. ne- that's often not true. Right, it's sometimes true, sure, but it's often not true, and it's not sh- automatically true. Yeah, we shouldn't jump to conclusions like that. I mean, there's a lot of good parents with kids who are out of control, and there's a lot of good kids with crappy parents. Like it, you know, it's one's not exactly the determiner of another. A- so, I'm just gonna say that 45 <laughs> infants <laughs> or two teenagers. I would take two teenagers at that point. <laughs> I mean, even rethinking the 10, I would take four infants. Four infants and a rabid honey badger. Oh, my God. Did you see the TikTok with the little girl who gets attacked by the the rabid raccoon? No. It's like on her leg and she's screaming (gasps) and her mother comes running out and she grabs the raccoon (laughs) off the kid and sends the... Kid in the house, and then she whips the raccoon. Oh my God, it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. I have to send it to you because it's horrifying. Oh my God. But, like, I'm just thinking, how did that mother know how to grab that raccoon? She didn't. She just reacted. He grabbed it by its scruff and had it. Yeah, but, like, she probably just reacted. Somebody was filming this. So somebody's filming this kid screaming and being attacked and not doing anything. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, but the mother turns to the camera and she's yelling, "It's a rabid raccoon!" and she whips it. That's pretty, pretty great. Big. I'm All gonna right. put that in the Mimi bees. All right, Jenny. So I don't have to tell everybody what's coming up next. Coming up next, guys, is part two. Okay. Part two so is the next train week. Right? You will have the exciting conclusion to NBC's Little House on the Prairie: New Beginning, Michael oh, Landman's masterpiece. Home again. All right, guys, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.